It's day one of the Haru Basho. Welcome to Sumo Drop. Hello everybody and welcome back to Sumo Drop. We're chuffed to be back with the Haru Basho. I'm going to introduce the squadron and starting off with the award-winning director, Mr. Matt Stogden. How are you doing, Stogs? I'm good. I'm good. Excellent stuff, man. And we're also joined by illustrious artist, Mr. Adam Hogarth. How's things, Hog? Yeah, I'm all good. I feel like I've really missed you two, actually. <laughs> Big part of my life now. You're the only one. <laughs> I was speaking to, me, speaking to me family earlier on I was like, I haven't seen them for months, how are you doing? Yeah, alright, but I need to get off soon <laughs> all right. so I'm glad somebody's missed us No, it's been a while, man I've um, been enjoying some of your, uh, your your skateboard prints that you've been knocking out and uh, yeah. some of the teasers you've been uh, dropping on Instagram, man What's been going down with it? Uh, just, I, I decided over, over lockdown to kind of set up my own little small skateboard company. Uh, I printed a first batch of boards, which, and they've kind of been selling really well. So I'm just about to release my second, uh, batch of skateboards. So yes, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Brilliant stuff, man. I know I've been telling you, I've been dying to get out again. I was waiting for the winter to go. Um, last time I took my, my four-year-old daughter, Erin, up to um, Whitley Bay, there's a little scooter stroke skate park up there. There's a little ball and stuff. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. And the last time I went, you know, she's at the point now where she can fly around on a scooter to some extent. But if she was to go in there when all the other big kids are there, she'd just get completely cleaned out. You know what I mean? She'd get wiped out. Yeah. Um, so I've been waiting for the weather to clear up and waiting for when the government said that the kids can go back to school. And then I was going to take her up. Um, so I'm taking her up next Monday and the plan is I'm, I'm threatening myself that I'm going to take my, my board out as well because it's been Ooh. a couple of years, you know. <laughs> Safety <laughs> so, um... first, Mark. <laughs> yeah. Use your knees, Mark. Use your knees. Bend your knees. So, yeah, put me down on the waiting list for one of those decks, mate. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Absolutely. And you... <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> now, I want you to sign it, mind. You better. Yeah, um, yeah. Excellent. And Stogsy Manor, what have you been up to, dude? Um, how has um, things been? Sequelizers yeah. and stuff? Sequelizers are going grand. Um, we are what's called the interseason season, I guess we are, um, which is basically where we have just general film discussions about all kinds of things. And uh, uh, people have suggested we talk about, you know, um, live action adaptations of anime and uh, cameos in films, all these other things. And that gives us time to do our writing. So we write the pitches for season eight. So we'll have some. Some, I don't want to give anything away. But we'll have some big, big, big names of um, really good films that had really awful sequels. Um, and yeah, so it's just been a case of just writing, really, and just uh, watching a load of crap. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. Well, you know, as per usual, if any of the, the randomness that pops up has any kind of wrestling association whatsoever linked to it, uh, feel free to give us a shout. <laughs> well, looking forward to it, dude. But before we go into the general, you know, the, the concept of what we're going to be doing on this show, because we are going to do it a bit differently from last time. I suppose January was mine and the hogs way of trying to um, find out a format and what would work. Mm. And with there being two of us, we covered quite a lot of the Hatsuba show in January and had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, and obviously Matt has joined us this time round as well. So we thought, well, let's let's try and do something a bit of fun. So we're aware of a few different games that are played by a lot of Sumo followers online. 
and we thought we'd give it a go. But before we get into that, we thought we'd just sort of hit on a bit of news because I suppose there's a couple of reasonably biggish bits of news. I think a lot of people thought there was going to be probably a lot more news coming out of uh, January with a lot of the different injuries and a lot of the um, participants, shall we say, and the potential of moving and shaking the card up a bit in terms of rankings. But there hasn't been as much as people would have expected, I don't think. I think it's been fairly, not stagnant, but there hasn't been a lot of movement, really, compared to what people were assuming. Mm. Um, however, saying that, there has been a couple of noticeable points. So to start off with, I thought I'd mention Kaku Ryu. Now, as we know, he's, he's struggled over the last few bashos with uh, injuries and just general not participating for one reason or another. He, along with Hakuho, got formal warnings by the uh, the Sumo Council, the deliberation, uh, the Yokozuna Deliberation Council, even um, back in November, December time, warning them that they needed to step the game up and start participating again, or else they'd be sort of suggested that they might have to think about retirement. Mm. Now, Kaka Ryu doesn't seem like he gives a shit. <laughs> He's not bothered. No, but the, the pool, for one reason or another, is uh, has dropped out of this one as well. And whether that's been pre-planned, whether it's been something on his mind to do anyway, or whether it's because of legitimate um, non-competing reasons, he's uh, he's not in it. And he's the only sort of real name that isn't. A lot of other people have returned, which we'll get onto shortly. But saying that, it's it's a bit of an interesting one, isn't it? I thought um ask you for your thoughts on that match to start off with. What do you think of Kakaru's North Shore? Uh, it, it's, it's tricky. So, there are a lot of like by rules and laws of uh, how many matches you have to compete in order to progress and all that sort of stuff. Um, and in order to maintain your title, you can't just literally like win the championship as it were. And you are now, um, you know, you, you achieve a certain status and that's it. Then you get to retire. It's like, no, no, no. If you want to keep that title, you have to keep competing, which makes complete sense. Now, Kakaryu for a long time seemed to have a, a various like sort of, sea of reasons of why he couldn't compete <clears throat> and then this most recent one is a new reason and that's why they've actually given this extension otherwise it'd be a case of like no sorry you've had your chance you now have to sort of surrender your title of yokozuna um and for those who don't know um uh, we said before like they, they all have different stables that they belong to and kakaryu is in the michinoku bear which is basically what his stable is called and the gen i think the stable master or the or the general sort of PR side of things have have sort of issued a statement saying it's a muscle strain, it's not that bad, it's not going to sideline him for very long, and then they had this extra bit of his desire hasn't wavered at all, he's gotten stronger, and that's why I want people to understand. And it's like, right, but he's not competing. It's like, yeah, Hakuo had COVID uh, in January and he's competing. What what's going on? And but, but because it's a different reason, um, it's like, well, hang on, we found a loophole here, we can get him out for now. And again, I don't know if it's a simple case of if he's just done, if he's thrown the towel in, if he does, if he's too worried about coming back after, I think five straight um, bashers in a row that he hasn't taken part in, it's it's a really all, all we can do is speculate. At the end of the day, yeah. we can just assume that he is being a stroppy little child and doesn't want to do it. But there could be all kinds of legitimate psychological reasons why he doesn't want to, or, or just just physical injury. You don't want to be pressing yourself into returning too soon and then find out you do yourself some real damage because he's like. I think he's like 35 now and he's won like six championships. And he's, he's done very well for himself. But then if, if you think of that, just, just, just step away, just retire. If you, if you really didn't want that. But so I don't know what he's doing. He's sort of, um, as I say, in and out, can't really decide. It seems 
and all you can do is speculate as to why. And um, there's again the, the general um, message is that he will be back in May. And I think, if I'm honest, from a spectator point of view, without sounding incredibly arrogant, so what? <laughs> because we've, <laughs> he's been gone for so long that most people are going to go. And there are two Yokozuna. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it's it's unusual. I think he's clogging the 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 ranking as it were and all kinds of things. So I don't know. I think it's up for everyone has a different opinion. I think that that is a fair point. I think um, the idea that you know whilst he's still there and not competing does it hinder the progress of other Ezekis who might want to step up? Mm. And you can't help but think it probably does to some extent. It'll be interesting to see what the Yokozuna Deliberation Council mm. retort is to uh, that, that formal letter, if you like. Mm. I mean, obviously, the last one that they, they, the last letter that they sent out to him in a stable was along the lines of, um, if we have to send you another letter in the future, it will be to suggest that it might be time to retire. So the last one was kind of, you know, uh, it wasn't the, the, the final one, but it was the, a, a formal midway letter, if you like. It was uh, bullet point two out of three bullet points, if you like. I mean, that, so that was, is classic Japan. They will tend to is, just yeah. sort of infer things. Uh, I, I bet there's this old uh, analogy of somebody goes to a hotel and says, oh, can I have a room, please? And, and the person behind the counter goes, hmm, yeah, hmm. And they're not realising that that means there's no rooms. Get out. I've, I've actually experienced that. <laughs> <laughs> you stood there all night just waiting for them to find out yeah yeah, it yeah. Says, mm, in england it means they're looking bear with me yeah <laughs> yeah um the other thing that's like um probably worth pointing out isn't it it's just that um for the view some of the viewers that uh, the listeners that are not in the know that when you get to the the point of yokozuna um you can't go back down through the ranks yeah. You get to the top and then that's it, you're retired. Yeah. Um, so that's the end of that. Um, and I think following on from what's been said, I think, yeah, it, it's the spotlight seems to be on the next generation of Yokozuna. And I mean, the last the last series we were doing, we, we were talking a lot about it. This just seems to be like prolonging all of that, doesn't it? Mm. And it just seems to be prolonging the kind of progression of the fighters coming through. I mean, I, I've read on Twitter, I don't know how true, you know, if you read it on Twitter or whatever, but um, <laughs> that he'd, he'd, got an he got an ankle injury um, oh, a week ago, I think. Right. And yeah. um, at the point where he couldn't stamp. So if 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 it's that bad, then, because he was, apparently he was training again, and then he, he, he did his ankle, and then now all of a sudden, oh, no, he can't fight again. So I think... I think he's just just he should be retired. I think you know it's time. It's interesting what that leads on to because one of the other things I want to touch upon was the return of other Rikishi who had been out for whatever reason um, in previous fights. More noticeably, the return of the other Yokozuna, Hakuho. Mm. Uh, alongside Hakuho, though, is the guy that we let's let's be fair. He didn't have a great. Uh, <laughs> January, uh, Takakisho, who obviously had a fantastic November basho, had an absolute nightmare of a January basho, mm. and we were kind of wondering what his situation was. But he uh, he's returned today as an Ezeki. So you've got two big hitters, shall we say, mm. who've returned for uh, for the March basho hog. 
Well, Hakaho, um, he's been, uh, they're kind of playing it in the media, I think, because he's a bit of a uh, wild card, isn't he? So, but in, the way I see it is he's not, you know, I th- in <laughs> fact, I think he's like, he's a serious contender yep. to win it. You know, I think, in fact, I think, I'll say, I think he will win it. The other one was um, with Takakesho. I think, again, I might be wrong here. Um, but there was a training session where Takakesho was training with Hakaho and Hakaho just destroyed him. Mm. I think he, I think he beat him in like 30 fights or something uh, on the bounce. So I, I, I actually... So Takakesho, he's been coming into this this um, basho off the last one, which was, again, dreadful. But um, I think Takakesho, he's going to come back. I think he's going to come back good this this time. You think it's going to be the bounce back? Uh, a little, yeah. yeah I think there or thereabouts. Gonna, yeah, I think he's going to have a strong strong tournament. He looks, I think, we, you know, we, we spoke about this quite, quite a lot last time, but he just, he looks too big. He's got too much. He's got too much weight on him, you know. And um, he, he needs to lose a bit of that, I think. Yeah, yeah. He could definitely deal with the catchy koshi this time round. He, he needs it. Let's be honest with he you. Um, he just seemed a bit of a pushover last time. He wasn't fast, and he got on this. He got on this run of kind of getting beat, and I just think he couldn't break that cycle. Uh, you know, I think um, this time round, you know, I think it'll be different for him. I do think he's going to have a good tournament. What about yourself, Matt? What do you think about uh, Hakuho and Takakisho's um, potential this time around? Mm. Well, so Hakuho, uh, again, I think in an interview a few years ago, he was saying how he was aiming for 50 championships. He's aiming for 50. And uh, in the same sort of breath, the sort of interviewer like, yeah, but you've had a lot of injuries. Because he, he, he's, cause he's for 36, that's quite old for... I mean, I'm 36, I'm not fucking old. But, um, so it's still time like, yet, mate. It's still yeah. time for one last run. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, but then, you know, six champ, um, yeah, so six championships. I think it's more than people. I, I agree with Hog. I think, I think Hakuo is going to come back angry. Because, again, he's not a person who hides himself. Like a lot of the um, the Japanese national sumo uh, wrestlers will literally be very, like, poised and composed. He, no, he's a Mongolian who shows you exactly what he's feeling. He's quite aggressive with it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to come back and really have a point to prove um, that he's not going to go out like, oh, you know, like a slow fade from glory. He is literally going to just, I think, blitz through. Um, with regards to Takakisho, um, apparently, now obviously this is the thing, the official weigh-in, I think, is in August. So he hasn't been weighed officially since then. But he's apparently dropped 17 kilos since January. Wow. So the thing we were talking about, about how his weight gain, they go, oh, I know, I'll add this extra weight. It'll be much more um, powerful and stronger, etc., etc. And in the end, it just slowed him down. He looked like he was going to die at the end of every match. And um, <laughs> he, he just, he's, I mean, he's, he's just his breathing alone. I mean, my wife and I were talking about it and said, he looks like he's struggling and there's COVID going around. I, I feel yeah. genuinely concerned. I'm going to watch this guy die um, in the ring. And you could hear him. You could literally, after every fight, you could hear him breathing. Yeah. He had it on mute. His, <laughs> his, head looked like, his head looked like it was just disappearing into his shoulders. Like he yeah. just didn't have a neck. Yeah. It's the whole, I, I can't put my hands by my side in the slightest. But apparently he has lost a load of weight now back to what he might have been in November. So I, again, I agree. Look, I think he's going to come back, similar to Zarko, really strong. And be, but again, it's 
we'll talk about the first day in a minute. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he gets on. There was a few kind of like if uh, a few question marks about whether he was even going to fight in this battle. Mm. Well, there was there? indeed. There was. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people, especially after, as you mentioned yourself, there, Hog, regarding his um, how he was performing in training against Hakahor. Um, it wasn't good from the from what we've heard because I've heard those exact same yeah. reports as well. It wasn't going so well. So, would he realistically come in, or would he take the next couple of months to sort his head out and sort his life out, and then get back into winning ways again? But fair mm-hmm. play, he's returned. We'll see how he does. But if the rumours are true that he's lost the equivalent of what seventy pounds did you say there? You uh, know, 17, talking, 70 kilos, yeah. So, oh, right. Is that okay. something else? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to do a bit of a calculation because I don't know kilos to pounds, and people might listen yeah. want to know that. So, I'm going to find out. <laughs> How many did you uh, say he'd lost? All it's 17 kilos, so 37 17 pounds. Kilos. 37 pounds, and there's 14 pounds in a stone. Yeah. So, you're talking 28 pounds and two stones. So, you're talking the best part of nearly three stone. Pretty much, which is crazy. Wow. But it again, is... no official weigh in, so it might be pure hype from the stable for all we know, but it's. Yeah been leaked out that that is a thing and it again we'll see how it actually uh well it, it helps s- sending an email asking for some diet and techniques just, <laughs> just been eating rye visa for three months <laughs> i think you just see huckle when you shit yourself and it's just that's, that's what does that. <laughs> yeah every time he sees him every time he saw him he, he lost that in that training session yeah <laughs> in sweat <laughs> Yeah, you just wake up and he's like, oh, hi, okay, sorry, I'm asking. Okay, okay, I need to go to the car, one second. He was due for the train session, but he was at Slim Fast instead, wasn't he? <laughs> Watchers, poor lad. But hey, you know what? Fair play to the man, fair play to the man. Yeah. He's, he's put that away and he's returned good on him because that was his biggest challenge by the looks of it in January. So we'll see how it goes. But again, as we mentioned there, two big returns. There's been plenty of other returns as well from people who were out. Cause there was quite a formidable amount of, of uh, injuries or no competers mm. in January. Um, so to get, to get a, a fair chunk of them back is great to see. So yeah, without further ado, we will crack on to explaining the concept of what we're going to be doing over the space of this next uh, fortnight and our reviews of the Basho over that time. We'll be doing this one, obviously, which is the coverage of day one and everything leading up to. We'll touch base again halfway through the Basho and see where we're at after the first week. And then the third and final session that we'll be getting together will be for the final day and covering the final day, the winners and losers and everything that's gone on. But weaved into all of that, we thought we'd do things a little bit differently by um, submitting teams in the catchy clash game. And for those who don't know what the catchy clash is, it's basically a little bit like a fantasy league to an extent where you have to pick a stable of five Rikishis. They're split up into five different groups such as the Yokozuna and Ozeki group, you get to pick one fighter from that group. Mm-hmm. Then each consecutive group, you get to pick one fighter. So you end up with a stable of five fighters, all with very different rankings in the world of sumo. All to do with the top flight division, obviously. And we thought we'd take part in this because there'd be quite interesting talking points of what we could cover whilst we're doing these reviews. So... The way we did it, we all got together a week ago. We rolled some dice as to who was going to pick first and who was going to pick second, who was going to pick third. And whoever got, whoever uh, won that on each roll of the dice got to pick their character first. So essentially, myself, Adam and Matt 
have all got different stables with different fighters with no overlaps. That also means that when it comes time to those fighters facing off against each other in the Basho, there'll be plenty to talk about, put it that way. But to start with, I thought we'd go through our actual teams, lads. I think that's explained how we got to where mm. we are. Um, I'll start with my team, might as well, and the guys that I picked to, to take part in my stable. And I ended up with Shodai, Takeyasu, Wakataka Kage, Kotonowaka, and Surugisho. I thought that those guys were the uh, going to be there or thereabouts. We managed to pick them. You know, they were up in my sort of top picks. I think it's fair to say of people I'd been happy with. I wasn't left with anybody. I wasn't very very pleased with in terms of when the picks happened. Um, so I thought I'd picked a, a fairly robust and decent stable. On to yourself, Adam. Do you want to tell the listeners who you managed to pick out? Uh, yeah. So I had quite a strange. Uh... I made some quite strange decisions, which I'm kind of looking at now, thinking why. <laughs> and um, two of some, us. <laughs> some of the reasoning behind it, I'll, I'll try and explain as well. So Takake Show, I think we've kind of discussed that um, some of the reasoning behind that. Uh, I actually think Hakaho is the guy that's going to win it, but I thought Takake Show is going to be more of an interesting fighter to follow. Uh, Daesho because he had such a good he won it last time uh, Takara Fuji Tobizaru why <laughs> why did I do that I just like I kind of watched it basically that's, this is the last time I'm ever going to choose him and then uh, Teruzo Yoshi and I picked that guy because Matt doesn't like him basically yeah like, again <laughs> your, your, your spite is going to catch up with you man yeah yeah <laughs> Bad karma, that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Solid stable there. So uh, on to the third and final stable, Matt. Right. So I decided to go for a bit of a spread of people of different ages from different countries and different stables because I put too much thought into it. So I went with Asanayama, who's Japanese and 27 years old. Terana Fuji, Mongolian, 29 years old. Onosho, Japanese, 24 years old. Hoshoryu, who's Mongolian, 21 years old. He's quite young. And Chotaryu, who's Japanese and 32. So I thought I'd go for a spectrum of different things in the hope that if anything does happen with COVID or anything else or whatever happens with injuries, that I'll still have a fighting chance. And we'll, we'll see how that hopefully plays out for me. That's a very interesting <laughs> <laughs> way of picking your categories based on age and potential of catching COVID. <laughs> it comes to something when you're picking your stable of of, uh, of Rikishi's based on the potential of them catching COVID. <laughs> yeah, well, and, it's, it's one of those things, like, if they do, and that whole stable goes out, then all my team are buggered. So I thought, no, it Makes no, a lot of sense, especially out. based on January and your know, entire yeah. stables were wiped out. Um, it makes a lot of sense. I can't say I did that at all. <laughs> I went for uh, for people that I... Just fondly know from previous bashos, basically. Nothing wrong with um, that. We, we also um, asked one of our friends of the show, Mr. Stuart Ashens, who I'm sure a lot of listeners might recognize from his YouTube channel for Ashens. Um, he, you know, eats out of date food from 1902 and. Uh, <laughs> reviews technology from 1902 and um, <laughs> pretty much his gamble so we um we asked him who you know, basically he knows very little about sumo other than the, they're all big lads in stew's words um, <laughs> um i bet he didn't say that though did he i bet he said it some another way <laughs> <laughs> they're all really big lads <laughs> um 
But basically, I asked him to pick a stable for a bit of a laugh to see how an outsider with no knowledge of sumo, absolutely no mm. preferential treatment of who he's picking, uh, other than, in, again, in his words, they've all got interesting names. That's how he picked his five, <laughs> because of the name value alone. Not because okay. of the name strength of where they're from, but because of the names, literally the way you say their names. Oh, so right. he he's uh, picked the names um, Asanayama, Tereno Fuji, Wakataka Kage, obviously. Cotton <laughs> <laughs> uh, Owaka and Kota Shoho. That's the names he's gone for. Um, we'll get on to how he's done later on, as we will with all of our stables. Now, again, he's gone for the, picking a stable with absolutely no knowledge. So it's going to be very interesting to see how he fares against all of us. Mm. The idea of this is as well that we're going to carry this on for every basho that we cover. We have got an illustrious trophy, which you will uh, see in the icon image of this show. Um, and whoever is the winner out of us four, I suppose, <laughs> will uh, have their names engraved and, and chucked onto said trophy. And uh, we'll Photoshop a picture of the trophy in the winner's hands <laughs> at the end of this basho. Now, the, the thing is with the Catchy Clash game, um, it's a rather large game. You know, we're not the only people playing this game. We're the only. We're kind of creating this subdivision for ourselves to do on the actual podcast, so we won't be covering anybody else's results of how they are doing in the in the real game. But it's fair to say, I believe there's 300. I don't actually know how many there are, but I know that mm. there's 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 a lot. There's a lot <laughs> of. Uh, I think there's. It's. I think there's arguably around the 300 mark or something like that of people who have who are taking part in it i might be mm. completely way off with numbers there but there's a lot there's a lot of people taking part in the uh, in the catchy clash game so it's quite a well-renowned game so if anybody else who hasn't done it this time around it's too late unfortunately to submit a team for this one but heads up if you want to take part and have a bit of natter with us in the next time around in the next basho that we'll be doing this feel free to submit a team and we'll get a bit of crack going as well with you about how your teams have have uh, done through the duration of that fortnight. Um, it could be quite a fun way to do it, but that's how we thought we'd cover it. And mm. therefore, the matches that we're going to, be, going to be focusing on are going to be the matches that consist and um, have our particular Rikishis featuring in them. So, chaps, I'm not going to give anything away until we get through this because, you know... Mm. Yeah. There's not really any other way of doing it because I'll give far too much away. It's as simple as that. So I thought what we'd do is we'd go through, for our listeners' sake, each match, anybody, any match that doesn't feature any of our fighters, I'll literally just list off and say the match itself and who won. But when we get onto one of our matches, we can give a little bit of analysis report of what we thought happened. How does that sound? Grand. Perfect. Lovely stuff. So without further ado, match number one. Dayamami defeated Tokoshuryu. Match number two. Hidenumi defeated Keisai. Match number three featured one of my fighters. <laughs> <sighs> and and it begins. <laughs> <laughs> Yutakayama faced off against Surugisho. Now, I won't lie. <laughs> After his previous performance in the Juryu, I thought Surugisho would be an interesting person to to bring in because there isn't very much known about him, I think it's fair to say, at least, you know, in, in recent memory of if you've just been watching the the, the main division, you know. It's, mm. he's, he's come up as a, as a fresh face to to challenge things up in a, in this bash show. I hope he'd come out all guns blazing. 
Um, but instead, he kind of set the tone for my entire day one performance. <laughs> it was a very easy win for Yetakiyama, who won by uh, Yoritashi. And now, all I can do realistically is hope that he bounces back on day two because he got absolutely steamrolled. <laughs> it, there's no other way of putting it. It wasn't a great performance. I don't really think there's that much more that can be added to that. <laughs> Yeah, he just kind really. of it wasn't really much of a bounce back from him. He didn't really put much of a fight. He got pushed out. That was that. See you later. Bring on day two. Um, I hope he bounces back because, as I say, he put on a really, really solid performance and displayed the in, uh, the jury last last mm. basho in January. So fingers crossed, he bounces back a bit for me. I could really do with that because, as I said, it kind of set the tone, <laughs> unfortunately, for my day one. Well, they're they're, they're Mike Ashira fourteen and fifteen. So basically. Uh, Surugisho had like the one like there are like two people below him basically, and he lost. So that doesn't bode well for the rest of the bunch. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's yeah. not a great start. No, but the, he might be. He, this might be like his thing to inspire and encourage him to win every single match going forward. He might. Be I mean, the gl- the glory of this system is that we've all had to pick a couple of uh, two fighters that are kind of. Not very well. Are in the kind of lower rankings. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. That's the beauty of how this ranking system works. Everybody has to pick a fighter from the lowest rank, the middle ranks, and then the top flight ranks. That's the only way you can do it. Which is yeah. So there's going to be there's going to be times where we're kind of like scratching our heads, you know, kind of thinking, oh my god, our fighters are rubbish. But it's just <laughs> it's it's just the way the system is. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, the next fight on the cards, uh, Koto Echo defeated. Chiyoshoma. And then we had uh, Hog, one of your fighters, was up next. Yeah. It was um, Yoshi against Ayama. <laughs> yeah, so like before t- the fight today, uh, Yoshi was, he'd uh, f- won four to Ayoyama. And normally when I see Ayoyama, I'm kind of like, oh, he's rubbish, he's going to get nailed. And uh, so I was kind of rubbing, rubbing my hands together today, thinking, oh yeah, <laughs> easy. But yeah, I, I was in the. I'm in the same boat as you, Mark. Uh, Aoyama won, and um, it was quite interesting. Interesting uh, fight. Um, there was like a series of slaps, kind of right at the beginning by Aoyama, and I think it just took um, Teruto Yoshi just off his guard. Mm. He tried to move in uh, underneath Aoyama to get round the back to grab his belt. Um, but Aoyama just by then he, you know, he just he threw, he, he he did the throw, and it was all over really. So yeah, it was a solid. I mean that that hip toss was was pretty spectacular, wasn't it? It was a good. It was throw. a good throw, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Can't can't deny that it was uh, it was a solid. <laughs> what I do quite enjoy about watching, I don't know, if it, if it sounds a bit weird saying this, but Aoyama, <laughs> I, I like watching when he grunts. <laughs> 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 he's a right grunter, isn't he? He loves a grunt. <laughs> Which, let's face it, I mean, he's he's taller and a lot heavier than Terasuyoshi. He might be terrifying coming at you, <laughs> just growling yeah. the whole time like a bear. <laughs> yeah, it's like I always kind of think, you know, those David Attenborough wildlife documentaries when you <laughs> when you see those big walruses fighting in the yeah. Arctic Circle. <laughs> I always think of I always think of that when I see him. Yeah. He's a big daft grunt, isn't he? Um, <laughs> Akasiyama then went on to defeat uh, Kotashoho. Then up next was your first uh, fight of the day, Matt. Mm. Mm. Um, so, Chiyotaru versus Ryudan. And 
Ryudan, through all of the January thing, he had this whole thing where he's doing this spring-loaded, wiggly-ass nonsense, and he hadn't really been getting into a, a rhythm. Um, but um, He was out of sync with the music, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, no, but Chiyotaro did it. It, it was a recent, uh, reasonable opening um, with uh, Katsukashi. Um, it, it, it was, again, I think with a lot of these matches, a lot of really fast clean well actually you know, there were some we will come back to later with monoese and all kinds of things going all over the place but yeah just a very clean easy match and it was um a kind of pairing where these people are on par as it were so that is kind of what i wanted to see so yeah i was all i was all happy with that no problem good strong solid win mm. um and then you also had the next fight actually on the yeah panel. that oh, didn't work out so Fuji. well <laughs> sure are you. yeah yeah mm. yeah um so again, I said Hoshiro is, is is my my youngest pick, as it were, um, and Midori Fuji is again. It was it's one of those frustrating moments where I was like, you can't help yourself. I mean, I know you guys probably the exact same situation where you see your fighter against someone else and you think, oh, I nearly picked him, and he womps him, and you're like, oh, why didn't I pick him exactly? <laughs> oh yeah, my stupid yep. theory about stables and COVID. God. Um, but Midori Fuji was very impressive last time as well, and I thought it, it could have gone either way. Um, so again, uh, it was again a very clean, quick victory for me in this regard. So yeah, it was all right. I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not phased. Yeah, it was over in a in the blink of an eye that fight, wasn't it? It was super, mm-hmm. super quick. Midori Fuji, I think he, yeah, he had a good tournament last time. I think he's a good, he's yeah. a good fighter to watch in general, really. He's yeah, a solid hand. He's a solid hand indeed. Um, Jonakuni then took on your Tobizaru hog. Uh, yeah, and there's no. I think there was no history between the two fighters. Uh, there was a bit of a dodgy start between them both as well. Um, I think Tobizaru was a little bit kind of off guard from that. Mm-hmm. Um, but after the initial charge, he was just again. I think it was a similar. He was steamrolled basically, yeah. and uh, yeah, he didn't have a cat in hell's chance basically. So yeah, why you did have I pick him? <laughs> yeah, well, He's, um, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> nice lad, can he? <laughs> we catch up with him after COVID. Yeah, <laughs> take him home and meet your mum. <laughs> yeah. um, I won't be taking Kakayagi home to uh, meet my mum after he uh, beat my uh, Cotton Awaka today. Mm. So I think it's fair to say, though, that Kakayaki, he. He seemed to be on the stronger foot. I think it's a nice way of putting it. He seemed to be on the stronger foot from the start. A very a much more powerful start behind him. He was ready to go. I don't think Cotton Awaka had the say. I can't say the same about him. He wasn't at that level of uh, readiness. I think it's probably the best way of saying it. He we, um, easily pushed Cotton Awaka out for a Sukidashi win. I think Cotton Awaka. He looked to have a slight lack of ring positioning as well and awareness about where his feet were because, you know, as he was getting pushed over the rope, he didn't really seem to be that aware. When it was happening, he was like, oh, shit, I'm there. You know what I mean? So Mm. he he didn't, you know, maybe had he been more aware about where his positioning was, he might have thought about, you know, trying to reverse it, but there just didn't seem to be any acknowledgement or any attempt to reverse Mm. said shove. So I can only put it down to maybe just a slight lack of ring awareness at that moment in time when he was getting pushed out for the for the defeat, unfortunately. So, yeah, that leads me to uh, two defeats so far as well, as it stands. <laughs> I'm sure it'll um, turn around. It'll be fine. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. I've got, I mean, I've got the rest of the card to go, haven't I? <laughs> uh, Ichinojo defeated uh, Tochinoshin. Okanumi defeated Tamawashi. 
Agora Fuji, uh, sorry, um, no, wasn't it? it was uh, Agora Yu, wasn't it? Yeah, he, uh, he defeated Endo. Shimanumi also beat Kirabayama. And then uh, on to another fight of mine, which was uh, Messi, or Misi. He, um, he defeated my guy Takayasu. And the thing is with this particular fight is that Messi was my one to watch in the Hatsu. Ooh, yeah. um, he was the guy I was rooting for throughout. He had, a really, he, had a, he had a fairly decent performance throughout, you know. But at the same time, he, um, I, th- I think as the, as the tournament went on, he started to take his foot off the gas a bit and he, um, he lost a few sort of key matches that would have taken him to sort of double figures. So he did all right. And I, I do kick myself a little bit for not going for him this time around. But he took on uh, Takeyasu. And, you know, I think it's fair to say that this was one of those matches where I've got a Komasubi here with Takeyasu, and I think it's fair to say that on paper, I'm, I'm expecting a win. Um, mm. yeah. Both of four consecutive Kashi, uh, Kachikoshis as well over the last four tournaments, so both are on really good form. Both were in, were in the tournament really strong, and it was a really good, solid battle as well, I thought. It was back and forth. You know, It got that, as you expect, when they lock up halfway through after fighting each other, the, the crowd start applauding because it's a tough battle and they can see how much each fighter were putting into it. Nobody was dominating more than the other one. It was really uh, solid throughout until Maisy got a decisive hip toss win. It was like a, what was it? A, a, a Kakanage, I think it was when in the end. And it was, mm. a, it was a really solid, solid performance by both. But Maisy got the win and I can't really argue against it. It was a solid fight. I'm glad Maisy win because I do still like the guy. Um, but it does mean that I'm uh, zero and three. <laughs> so, it was so, yeah, it was a good yeah. end because it was it was the case that they were as you say they were fighting really hard back and forth. It was really good to start with, but just may say on on the the ring bale of the outside of the dojo, um, and at that moment you could almost see Takayasu just sort of just taking his guard down a little too much, and says right, right, I'm flipping you now. This is it, and yeah, oh, it was a great ending in fact. It was, it was indeed. Can't argue against it at all. You know, sometimes mm. they, they go that way, don't they? It was going to go one way or the other, and and it went against me in that particular fight. Yeah. But I think it was, I think it was fair nonetheless. You know, I can't have any grumbles oh, about yeah. it. Um, next was one of my guys again, Wakatakakage. He took on Takanosho. Now with Wakataka, he returns after we mentioned before. He returns after missing out at the Hats, at the uh, Hatsu in January. Mm-hmm. He also lost his previous basho before that in November as well. So, you know, why I chose him. <laughs> <laughs> the same reason everyone else does. They love slaying his name. <laughs> yeah, it's what, exactly what it is. No, um, he is a strong contender and he's up there. I think he's mm. ranked number two, isn't he? He's up there. Yeah, I, th- I can't yeah. remember from me. I think he's, he's, he's two. Um, so, you know, he's a solid hand and people know who he is. He's been around a while. He knows how to play the game. Um, as I said there, didn't do so well in November. Took January off and he's back. So it's one of those things where he's got something to prove in the Haru. I think it's fair to say. Mm. Today wasn't his day. <laughs> it wasn't mm. my day. Uh, he went up against Asekiwake with uh, five Kachikoshis over his last five Bashos. You know, he's gone up against a really, really, really strong Takanosho. The win, in fairness, was initially awarded to Wakataka. Mm. But after Amono was called by the ringside judges, they overruled it and declared a Toranashi. So both lads had to restart the match. Uh, Takanosho ended up beating uh, Wacker in about three seconds. <laughs> yeah. It was it was weird, wasn't it? Because the first the first fight was like really long and it was really close. 
Yeah. It was a good. I thought the first fight was cracking. It was brilliant. It was really good. Really close. Really close fight. Um, and then the second, when they when they lined up again, they could, it was too close to call. Yeah. So they lined up to fight again, and then it was it was over super quick, wasn't it? over in literally about three seconds and Takanosho came out in that second fight and he says well strong as an ox he looked hungry and he, he looked mm. like he was he looked like he'd been insulted by the fact that it even <laughs> got to that point like he looked really angry and up for it whereas um I think it's fair to say that Wakataka kind of thought oh bugger I thought I'd got that one well yeah uh, there was quite a big fall wasn't there you know I think sometimes when they take those those big falls and they fall out the dojo I think they it can, it just can really take the wind out of their yeah. sail. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I think like, uh, and then when they've got to face up again, mm-hmm. it's like it, it must be quite, um, it must be quite difficult. I think at times. Yeah, and it, well, I, it, it's got to be said. It was. It, I think it was a fair call to restart as well. I'll just add that in there. It was. It yeah, was I, I, I would agree. I think. I think the the tricky thing is if you watch the the rematch back. So again, for first time listeners who may not be familiar, uh, we mentioned the Monoe. So that's when the uh, the Gyoji the, or the referee makes a decision and they're like nah it's too close to call and the sort of five uh, outside sort of ring judges come in and they discuss the whole thing and they watch the thing back and the footage and so on and so forth and the problem is Wakataka Kage was literally you know pushing Takanosho out and was effectively winning the problem is his foot went down now the the, yeah. the issue there is yes okay that's the end of it it's like yeah but Takanosho was further out he yeah. just hadn't made ground for at that point. And you're like, and he wouldn't have had because he'd gone out of the dojo and fallen to the floor entirely. Um, yeah. And I think that, that again, deflated Wakataka Kage, but lit a fire under Takanosho. He's like, I'm not having this again. And that was, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's frustrating because I think in terms of performance, Wakataka Kage kind of won that. But because of this unfortunate technicality, it kind of threw it away, which is yeah, shame. This is this is the thing, isn't it? You know, when you've got the do the the dojo and it's raised like that, you know, you yes. can have a you can have a fighter who say they both fall at the same time. You can have a fighter's foot touch the sand outside mm-hmm. of the the ropes, while this, the other fighter is below the level of the dojo, and mm-hmm. that's where that's where the difficulty is, isn't it? In the yeah. call. If you pause it, you can kind of see they're in line with each other. So if the if the ground was there, we probably would have hit it simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. It does make it difficult though, because then it does mean that you've got to go back and you know you haven't got the air of doubt, you know, like a fingertip yeah. touching like yeah. you do. So and you've it, kind of got to just go for a restart, regardless. Yeah. Haven't you? And if if you're calling that in real time, I mean, Christ, it's 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 a difficult call in real time. Yeah. And and you know the referees as well. You know they carry a, a little dagger on them, don't they? <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> And that's this is a kind of traditional Japanese thing where they, if they'd have ever ever called the um, the fight wrong, they'd just stab themselves and kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it's um, they could do that. Hopefully, these days it would just be to peel an apple or something. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have an apple while the judges are deliberating outside. From what I've seen, um, um, each, I'll just say, each, oh, sorry, each, each Gyoji, uh, depending on what. Uh, the rank is so if it's Megashira or if it's uh, Sekawaka, they have a, like a regular Gyoji. But once you get to the higher ranks, like Ozeki and Ko- uh, Yokozuna, they have a different color belt and again, say that little dagger. So they, the, the way they got around it was like, well, it's only important if it's a Yokozuna match. It's like, yeah, what happens if you make the wrong call then? <laughs> then I'll see you at the back. <laughs> <laughs> Put your hand down. Yeah, um, yeah no, it's, it was one of them. I think out of the performances that my guys have had today so far, um, that mm. Wakataka performance was the one that, you know, even though it was a loss, it's the one that gives me hope. Um, mm. I, I think 
you know, he, he, he can, he's got the ability based on today, based on who he went up against as well. I want to say that he's been out. Remember terrible uh, November um, loss. Uh, didn't even compete, sorry, in January. And he's going up against Takanosho, who is on paper one of the, the top four, I think, fighters-ish there or thereabouts in terms of his pre- previous performances. Um, he's won his last six Bashos, I believe it was. Um, and he, you know, he, well, there or thereabouts anyway. But he's 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 done class. So his last five Bashos, sorry, Takanosho won. So yeah. he's, he's gone up against a strong ox, and yeah. and he's performed well, which you know can't really argue with, really. Um, but on from there, Tuena Fuji versus Hokota Fuji, Mister mm. Stogs. Yeah, um, so Tuena Fuji is in my opinion, he's a sekiwaki at the minute, um, along with Takanosho as well. But to me, I, I, I find him a very interesting Rikishi because he like plummeted, he fell out of the thing entirely, and was effectively going to retire. And his uh, stable muscle like, no, 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 keep at it, keep at it. You can do it. And he's climbed all the way back up. And he's got, the, if you've ever seen him, he's got these huge, almost action figure style leg braces, as it were. These huge, almost like um, pins in his knees because his knees are, aren't great, basically. But he fights so hard. And I'm always so impressed. Um, and obviously for this match, um, he, he did... He, he won against Hokuto Fuji, which was all very good. He won with uh, Shitsunayagi, which is all great. Um, and again, I think it was one of those coming out strong, something to prove kind of thing. Um, and yeah, I, I, I do think he's genuinely... Well, so, well, again, when we were drawing up our lists, the one I was like, I need to get him on my list, and that was Terana Fuji, because I do feel like he is Yokozuna material. Um, we, we have the Ozekis up there, the three of them, and... They will have their strong suits and their strong days, and that's all grand. But I think Tony Fuji stands a league above them, strangely enough, even though he's a rank below. And I think this match was another great example of just coming in, a little unstable to start with, and you thought he was going to fall over a little bit. But then realising his moment, you can see in the slow motion, he sort of crumples up his face and just like flips. And it's like, no, 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 I've got this now. And it, it, yeah. It's almost like he, he always felt like he was in control, even when he was on the back foot, as it were. I'm with you there, Matt. Like, I think he's a great, he's a really, really good fighter. He's a mm. really good one to watch. Um, and, you know, I think if we'd have won the, if I'd have won that dice roll, I'd have taken him because I think he's, <laughs> he's, he's a good, he's a good one. But he, um, I think he's real Ozeki. Um, he's got the potential of being a Ozeki. I think mm. if he wins this tournament, um, you know, not as in he wins the overall thing, but I think if he, yeah. if he, if he gets a winning, uh, run Cash in the tournament. Yeah. yeah, if he gets, I think if he gets eight wins, then he's going to go. He's serious Ozeki material, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't it, argue with that at all. I can't. It, argue I'll be that. very surprised if he's not the Ozeki at the end of this tournament. If he by this this next tournament, you know. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, I fully agree with that. It'll be interesting, you know, going back to what we were saying at the very, very beginning there about making space at the top so others can move around yes, as to kind of yes. what impact it's going to have. Because I think a few of us, I think it's fair to say, again, we're expecting a bit more movement near the top this time around. But mm-hmm. Yeah, this is why have... this is why we've got to get rid of uh, Kaku Ryu. He's got to go. So yeah. all, the, all, this kind of, all this kind of stuff underneath it all can start to... Uh, reshape, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I can't. I can't argue with that. And uh, as you've mentioned, there, Toronto Fuji is definitely a strong contender for somebody who can move and shake at mm. that level. Uh, following on from that, lads, uh, mm. it's uh, the first of a double header clash between <laughs> between yourselves. Yeah. Uh, Takakisho and Osho 
over yourselves, lads. Feel free to fight it out as to who goes first. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, um, I was actually really looking forward to, to this uh, fight today. And, um, you know, it was a funny one because I thought Takakesho is either going to... It's just really interesting to see what he's going to be like out of the blocks. Mm-hmm. And um, I think following on from what Matt was saying about him losing weight, it makes total sense when you watched him fight today because he was faster, yeah. I thought. Um, he, he he won today, won by an Oshidashi, but I think he was just quicker out the blocks. He was just he was just a, he was just a, a, a different fighter to what we saw in the last tournament. I, yeah, I would agree with that. I don't think there's any shame in 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 what happened there because um, I like Anosh, and Anosh is one of my picks. Where I just I like him as an idea. I think he's a nice little guy. He looks like he's a he's, a, he's just a whatever he's. He wins or loses, he seems to celebrate or even really feel the passion. He's like sort of uh, um, committed to the whole thing, and he had that. He enjoys one... it. He does. He does, and I think he had that one sort of bout. Uh, must have been I don't know which one it was last year. Maybe it was um, uh, yeah, it's the middle of last year where he was literally losing consecutively, constantly until the last two um, matches, and just the the sheer passion he's faced when he won, and he then got better and better and better. He's shown improvement and. Even though he didn't win, he was up against, let's face it, Takahashi, who, who, yes, okay, performed horrifically in January, but came out very strong. I think Onosho held his own fine for a little bit of period of time, but it was Takahashi's point to prove, shall we say. Yeah. So, yeah, Onosho getting, I don't think, it, well, he didn't like run through him, but it was very much a, a, a clear Takahashi victory. I think what you've got to remember there, Matt, is that Takakesho is like the, the tournament before last. He he did really well, you know he what did, I mean? So he did. He, he yeah. might have just he might have just had a little slip up, you know. Yeah. And um, well, that's what I'm hoping anyway, because I yeah. think he's great. Yeah. Great. I like that kind of raised eyebrow thing he does, you know. Like, uh... <laughs> well, we were waxing lyrical about him in like following the November um, mm. Basho Hog when we were watching yeah. it. I know we weren't covering it like on a podcast at the time, but we were really excited about what he was and who he was and what he was mm. what he was about. Um, January happened, and we were like, "What has happened here?" <laughs> um, but as you say, first win of this tournament, you can't really ask for any more than that. It's fingers crossed, a sign of things to come for yourself with your stable. Mm. But also, it's nice to see people like that bounce back. After what you've just said there, hopefully just a slip up in January with illness or injury or whatever it may have been. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. We'll see. It's an interesting one. But then that leads us on to match two between yourselves. Asanayama to Karafuji. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll take the name this one. I, 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 Asanayama is a Nozeki and he's very good. And I think, again, he sometimes opens with a two or three little losses and then really picks up steam. And that's great. Um, that was not the case today. He uh, made quick work of Takara Fuji. And I think, if anything, he just more um, analysed him better, I think, and just made quick work of what he was doing. So it's just a case of, I think that, um, there was talk of how Asanayama was going to change up how he, he'd been noticing from the video footage that he leads in with his shoulder too much on that. He was going to basically try a new thing at the Tachiai. And it's like, that can be very dangerous to suddenly just. I'm going to try something different. It's like, okay. But sure enough, he got off to a stronger start and was able to use Takara Fuji's own weight and uh, uh, projected sort of angle, if you will, against him. And yeah, it was over really quickly. Yeah, Takara Fuji, he kind of, um, he looked a little bit, 
I think desperate's a bit of a strong, too strong a word, but he, he, yeah. you know, when he was trying to get the grab, it just it didn't look like a convincing kind no. of grab attempt. And yeah, he, he was just he, he was just thrown down with his counterweight. You know, he was just he wasn't very good, basically. Yeah, <laughs> tricky one. I th- yeah, I think simply put, on the day, Asayama looked strong. And I think, I think, I think that's what you hope from him in general, because you know, he's a he's one way or the other, isn't he? <laughs> he's gonna, yeah. It depends who's going to depends which Asanyama is going to is going to going to turn up. And I think but, you know you could ask for any more. Yeah, the ranking kind of reflected the fight. I think. Oh know? yeah. I think on paper, on the fight was exactly what it was on paper. You know, it yeah. was like. There was there was never really any doubt. I think before the fight that Asanayama was going to lose. Really, right? Interesting. Uh, Mitakiyumi versus Shodai. Now, this is you know everything's basically on Shodai <laughs> for me <laughs> because it's um oh, I'm I'm zero and four. <laughs> <laughs> Final fight of day one. Yeah. No pressure, Shodai. It's um, a big fight of the day, and it's Miyazaki versus Okamasubi. So, realistically, I'm hoping and expecting a win, you know, theoretically mm-hmm. speaking. Especially after Shodai's performances as of recent, you just think, yeah, he's my boy. He's going to be my boy. Now, both have fought an incredible 22 times against each other, and they've got 11 wins each. Now, if that doesn't say a clash of titans, I don't know what does, because... Mm-hmm. That's incredible rankings against mm-hmm. two two Kichis to both the four twenty two times and have eleven wins apiece before the match. Um, and as I said, Shodai's general form has been top class over the last six bashos. Four of them have been double figure wins. You know, he's he's he's, he's done bloody bloody well, and hence mm-hmm. why he was my kind of creme de la creme choice, so to speak. He was the top. Of, he's he's the leader of my of my stable, I suppose. Um, but no, not today. <laughs> Great fight, you know. Both both lads were up for it. Yeah. Um, I think it's fair to say it was a close fight in general. I don't think there was very much between them. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was generally really, really good. A good solid fight. Again, I can't really grumble with the fact that Mr. Kumi won. I'm gutted, but I can't grumble that he won. Um, he won by a uh, Yori uh, Teoshi. So. I'm now zero and five. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I've, I've, had, I've had a look just, just for argument's sake as well. Mm-hmm. I've had a little look there before we go on to you, you, uh, the last fight of the day. And um, on the official rankings for the overall game of the of mm-hmm. Cashy Clash, not just ours, um, out of, um, well, I, I'm bottom, put it that way. I'm very no. dead last. Three <laughs> dead or five. Bottom, bottom, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, oh, there's no. only three people who've ended the day with no points, and I'm one of them. What? That's an achievement. That's a quite an accomplishment. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I am, and, and in terms of the numbers, in terms of names, in terms of the list, I am the last on the list. Mm. I am dead bottom. No two ways about it. Um, <laughs> solid day one for me there, but we'll get onto those results a little bit later um, <laughs> because we've still got one more big fight to go. Oh, yeah. What what I would quickly say, Mark, just following on like, from Shodai, is if you remember to the last Basho, there was quite a few fights where he was like, um, there was, he was kind of almost like dancing around the rope at the end. <laughs> that happened again today. Yep. Did. So Didn't watch be. out for that with Shodai. Um, yeah. 
this that can ultimately of... get him the win as well as the loss. That if he's well, dancing yeah, around the road, true, true. There was his... a, there was a there was a few fights, wasn't there last time where they were they were really close. He could have really easily he could have very easily lost a few yeah. of those fights last time. So yeah, so I would just say watch out for that. He, he needs to kind of get away from doing that where he's mm. like where he's kind of dancing around the the circle, you know, trying trying to trying to you know I think he's avoid the attacks. I know what you mean. It, it's, that's it. He's he's one of those where it's I think it it's it's worked from a lot. Mm. Now again, based on his just general you know um, his win loss record over the last six bashos. He's he's uh, he's on solid form in general. Mm. However, much like we see with anything, as soon as you get a fighter, let's use Eno as a perfect example in January. There, once people cotton on to your general rule of attack or defense, once they yeah, work out yeah. what you're all about, they train ways to to be able to defeat against you specifically. That's so right. if people work out that his main frame is to dance around the ropes then they just basically need to start training against the idea of, all right, well, let's shove him out when he's on the back foot against the rope. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, let's, let's use that form of attack. He needs to be careful of that. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. But I mean, um, I hold out hope for him. I still think that he's going to have a solid performance. I think it was one of those ones where, again, it was a solid fight. It was just, he was against Mitakumi simply put was a better fighter today. Mm. Um, you know, and he caught him. Simple as that. Um, but it does go into the sort of main event, I suppose. That's that's how it's been touted as. With yeah. the return of Yokozuna, Hakuho. Now, mm. interestingly, none of us picked Hakuho because I think we all thought he probably wouldn't fight. <laughs> I, I think he wasn't be wouldn't be up for it. Uh, if I'm honest, I mean, again, I love Hakuho. I think he's always fun to watch. I think he's a great fighter. Look, sorry, he is the greatest fighter. It's it's quite yeah. you know objective and categorical, but. I thought, now nah, I won't chance it because I don't know what it will look like. In his, he, you know, he had uh, his his ankle or leg injury for a while, followed by then COVID. It's like that's a lot, and that could take something out of someone. So I didn't pick him. And every now and then I'm like, I'm glad none of us did, partly because it means it's a nice even keel. But also, yes. I'm like, I should have picked him. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that, he was up against Aesho from Hogs yeah. today. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, and. Um... Hakaho, he just looked mean, didn't he, when he came in? He, <laughs> he was oh, yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine standing eye to eye with that. You would have just, you know, I'd have just melted into the ground. I think. <laughs> every time, he, every time he stands up, every time he stands up to the yaki <laughs> in that, in that yeah. ring, he's just mm-hmm. his opponent whispering, "I've just kicked the shit out of Takakisho thirty times. <laughs> what are you going to do about it?" <laughs> But, yeah, <laughs> but I, th- I think going back as well, like what I was saying at the beginning, there was there was a, this kind of speculation around this uh, Basho that he he mm. might not be the fighter that he was and all this kind of stuff. But yeah, he he, he smashed it today. He won, but it was a really really good fight. And um, the fixtures for the fight came out quite late, didn't they? Because of the COVID and the and there being, a, I think there was a bomb that had a an outbreak so they didn't release the fixtures till quite late when this one when this fix when this fight came out it was the you know the mouth watering fight out of the whole shebang of day one mm-hmm. um and it was a really really good fight um yeah. yeah and and um it was kind of like at, at the beginning of the fight i don't know if you guys saw this but hakaho put in a little cheeky slap Yes, <laughs> I saw it on the replay. It was just like, how are we then? Really it? Like quick. A... Yeah. Really oh, quick <laughs> slap in the face. And I think that was it. That was what won him the bat- the fight. Yeah. It might have been, that, you know. that just distracted Daesho enough. 
And then yeah. there was just that massive surge of energy, uh, push. And then um, Hackerhole kind of, he, he almost had him in a clothesline. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, took Daesho like right out. And then um, Daesho, I think he looked, um, he looked injured. He took a really bad fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, how that how that will pan out for the rest of the tournament, but it was a it was a big old fall, wasn't it? It was nasty. Well, well I, I must admit, I I find it interesting because I I think it's not just the fact that this is you know his opening match of the match. This is his return, as it were. And it, it, from from his perspective, there was no option. No matter who he was up against, he had to win at any cost, at any sorry. And so doing, I mean, he's, he's won tons of technical awards for having so many different stars. And he's been, as I say, he's won like 44 plus championships and things. And he's, he's got the history behind him. So he's able to adapt and things, but that opening disorientation of slap, it's like, what, what's happening here? And then almost literally goring someone into the crowd. But having said that, it was very reckless. If you watch it back, yes. Okay. He won, but only just, Sasha um, yeah, was flipping him. He looked like if he if he if he and can we talk about like you know earlier with the the idea of who goes out first, who's in the air, where you touch the ground, if you're you know all that kind of stuff. Again, a couple of seconds, a little bit a different way, and obviously it didn't go this way anyway. But Hakko could have lost this yeah. through his own you know uh, just bullheadedness, just just charging in. I like that's a bit reckless. And to be fair, maybe he'll just go right. Okay, I'm back on. Got one victory. Let's move on. Let's see what we can do with this. But Again, I don't know if that's another sign of things to come. Like, no, I need to win at any cost, and I'm not thinking straight. So, do you, th- do you think there's an argument to say that he's slightly slower um, since having yeah, the since having Corona? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it, again, it's it's been the opening day. Like, all of our all of our choices today, and all of our matches we've gone through and things. Um, it, for the first two or three bouts, it means kind of nothing, just yeah. because you know. I've seen so many people who've lost to the first two and then ending up winning the entire thing at the end of it because they're just so driven and so furious with themselves. Or Finding very the feet, aren't they? Feeling exactly. the opposition now, getting yeah. the feet under the sand again. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just a case of trying to get back to where you were literally two months ago. Um, which, you know, I mean, we do it professionally very well, obviously. We're back in amazingly. We just know it's like a seamless transition. Seamless. <laughs> seamless transition. Yeah. But if you're, if, you know, in, in, it's, it, there's so much in the, in the psychology of it, just getting hit. In, and then obviously the, the dojo is so, such a daunting space. And, and we talk about Hakko's face, man. That, guy, that guy's always, he's always gained face. He's always, I, mean, the, the, I think they showed like a, in a uh, replay of when he was playing against Daesho previously and lost and the look on his face and he just sort of slapped him like yeah get out of here kid yeah. you've got this one victory against me. he's he's got such a personality and i think again that kind of drive that that has made him the greatest of all time yeah i was gonna say it's a, bit, it's a bit of a cliche isn't it but he is yeah. the goat he is the goat very much very much has to be and that and you know no matter who the opposition is no matter how good they are no matter how solid they are yeah you know the mind frame of going up against Hakaho needs to be next level where you can't be phased by going up against the best there has ever been. Yeah. And the idea of stepping in that ring on day one, going up against the best there's ever been <laughs> after he's been off for a bit and he's pissed yeah, off yeah. and he's had a really, really solid training camp. <laughs> yeah. It's the body it's language, that, isn't it? You know what yeah. I mean? It's body the body language, it's the slap, it's everything. It's like, come on then. 
Yeah. It's yeah. just everything about it. If, it, if anyone's never seen a, a, an actual bout between two fighters, it's not just a case of, and you square off, and you go. There is a whole ceremony to it. There's obviously double salt throwing. There's lots of um, stamping and, you know, sort of anointing the ring, as it were. And the whole time, you're just, you two, it's not a team, it's just you two staring each other out. And you can be a rookie of 21 years old. You could be, um, you know, literally the greatest champion of 36. And you're like, okay. And when it comes down to it, both of our knuckles touch the ground and I'm going to smash you out of this ring. And that's, yeah. that's I, I can't even put myself in that mindset. So yeah. for both of them, I think, I don't think Daisho did badly. Absolutely. I also don't think he was ever going to win this one. Yeah. I think it was yeah. a lot to ask of him. I think it's going to be a lot to ask of anybody. Mm. <laughs> because I think, mm-hmm. as we've all said there, he's odds on. He has to be odds on to win it. Um, Probably, yeah. And what a bounce back that would be as well. <laughs> um, I hope he gets steamrolled. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, so so falling from that, then that was day one. Um, mm. I thought we'd have a little look at our standings after that, lads, yeah. in terms of how we've done there. Um, as mentioned, I'm dead last <laughs> <laughs> on uh, zero wins and five losses. You know, long may my form continue. Um, <laughs> I believe Hog. Am I right in thinking to yourself you had one win and four losses? Yeah, I wasn't far behind you, Mark. So behind. I'm probably second bottom. Yeah. We've got, um, um, believe it or not, we're going to add uh, Mr. Ashens into the mixer here because Mr. Ashens, who had no knowledge of sumo and still doesn't have any knowledge of sumo, um, as it stands, he had uh, two wins and three losses today. <laughs> Twat. And, um, <laughs> and uh, Stogsy, uh, you, you are the overall winner today. You've actually got mm. a cash sheet today because you had three wins and two losses. Yeah, I did all right. So well I, I done, don't know man. if we'll carry on, but thank you, yeah. Well done, um, it's a really good you. out. And I mean, do um, do, am I right in thinking is your uh, better half also taking part? Yeah, I was about to say she. Um, we, we had a little joke. We watched the matches earlier, and um, my classic running joke is that whoever my wife picks is then cursed. And so, um, sure enough, she's also well. She's not. I mean, no offense to you, Fox. She <laughs> she's not. Bottom, I'm taken. <laughs> um, but she is also on a one victory as well with with Hog. So she's uh, right. I think joint two hundred and fifty seventh. So that's. That's pretty something. I think it's, it's day one. It's day one. So as it stands, yeah. Me, zero five. Hog, one and four. Mrs. Stoggs, one and four. <laughs> Mr. Stoggs, three and two. And Ashens, whatever, lad. Uh, on air, he's got two and three, actually. So he's in there. He's, he's going to win it, isn't he? He's going to be one of them. Probably. He? He'll slink. He does normally. Like, I told the story before, but last time we, uh, he came on the show for a wrestling for a wrestling. Um, chat on our wrestling podcast and he um he has no real knowledge of wrestling dare i say as much mm-hmm. as somebody else who is vaguely familiar with hulk hogan and ultimate warrior in the early 90s and that's about <laughs> it you know um he ended up getting nine out of ten questions correct based on guessing <laughs> <laughs> in a quiz that we did with him so mm-hmm. he's one of them and he's got every intention of uh slinking his way through to victory with this one as well mm-hmm. he wants his name on a sumo wrestling trophy it's as simple as that uh, we all do so well, so that's that's where we are um heading yeah. to uh he might the, be the man he might he might be the man to ask um at the next grand national then you know <laughs> If you want to put the lottery on or anything? Yeah, yeah. Just asking what his thoughts are. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that, that's where we are. That's where we're at anyway. So it was a, a point very out, interesting. If, if anyone's playing along at home or, or thinking of similarly, oh, I would have put these people down or whatever. Um, I know it's day one, uh, but looking at the catchy clash, obviously not amongst ourselves, but the 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 national international ranking, as it were, there's only two people who have five out of five at star, and actually I thought it'd be a lot higher. So. 
yeah, it's an interesting um, opening to start with. And as I said, this is what we said to start with. And as a caveat, because um, I'm riding a high at the minute, but I'm pretty sure that won't last. Um, so I'm going to get this <laughs> out here now. Um, I, I genuinely feel that, yeah, of, of all the fights today, they could easily change up. I do not see Fox having a run where he's gone, ah, oh, again, zero out of five every time. I mean, it'd be very funny. Oh, I can't. But, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, your, your fighters are too strong. Too strong. I think it's just a case of who they're up against, and it's going to be it's going to be very, very interesting. I think it's be. I mean, this time next week, we'll have obviously us coming again. I think you'll be all over the place. It'd be fantastic. It'll be very interesting. So yeah, for our listeners, once again, we'll be heading back on the airwaves in a week's time, and we're at the halfway point, probably at the tipping point, mm. where people have lost. Um, potentially lost more than they can win, so we'll have some idea about who can who can't bounce back by that point, which I believe is technically classed as day eight. I would have thought. Mm. Um, so yeah, well, we'll probably head back on day eight and see where we're at, and we'll probably be mainly focusing on a lot of the fights where we've been up against each other because there's going to be a lot of options for this through this next week. So whilst we'll be covering some of the big results and things, we won't be covering absolutely everything as we've done today, but we'll be covering the highlights and specifically. More than anything else, the fights in which we've all, all three of us have gone against each other as well, because there will be a fair few to discuss over the space of a week. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's plenty of ways that you can watch Sumo. Anybody who's listening, they want to know more about it. There's plenty of ways you can watch it. There's legitimate ways out there. So if you just type in the Haru Basho onto Google, and then you'll find out easy ways to go and check it out. But by all means, feel free to catch up with us as well and ask us any questions you want and get in touch and let us know how you're getting on if you're taking part in the Catchy Clash as well, because we like to hear from our listeners. We, um, I'm, I'm pleased to, to say and acknowledge that Based on January 1, with it being our debut pod regarding Sumo, we didn't really know how it would be taken to. We appreciate there's more established pods and, you know, um, personas, if you like, in the world of mm-hmm. listening and watching Sumo out there. There's lots of Discord channels or some fantastic ones, and we advise you all to go and check them all out. So we didn't know how we'd fare, but we're doing all right. I think it's fair to say the listenership's uh, has been growing, believe it or not, for those original shows back in January. So I'm I'm happy that we're back, put it that way, lads, and I'm glad to see what we can do going forward. Well, if we were a sumo, what rank what rank would we be, do you think? Um at the moment, in terms of in terms of podcast um um <laughs> sort of playing field, if you yeah. know. Um or what what fighter would we be even? Oh, are, we, are we Jurio stepping into to Magashiro and like, we're making it, lads, we've made it, this is it now, let's keep climbing? <laughs> I think we've potentially just stepped into the Makuchi, yeah. I think okay. we've just stepped up from Jurio. I think January was our Jurio sort of debut, if you like. <laughs> yeah. We came and we walked it. We walked it. Um, <laughs> But we're, um, we've been promoted, Rumakuchi, but we're, you know, we need to prove our worth before we start getting up into any proper rankings. We're, we'll get there, though, but this is our time to shine, and this is our mm. time to step not, up in ranks. And if we were a fighter, which fighter would we be? We're not a Tobizaru, are we? We're, <laughs> we're better than that. We're better than that. We're probably, we're probably Ryudan. Oh, bouncy, bouncy Ryudan. Sexy uh, Ryudan. There he is. Uh, we like could be sexy Flanders, isn't it? He's like that one. <laughs> Could be, yeah, I mean, it could be it could be Mr. Salt, you know, chucking it up. We're not showboaters, we're, we're, we're calm, level headed players. Yeah. <laughs> we're Ayayama's um, um, five o'clock shadow. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we're there. We're salt trail. No, we're um, we'll do an all right. But um, yeah, anybody who's listening who wants to get in touch, please feel free to do so. It'd be fun to 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 catch up with everybody. But um, yeah, on that note, before we shoot off, do you want to tell um our listeners, lads, where they can catch up with your work, where they can see more about what you guys do outside of the Sumo Pod? Start with yourself, Matt. Yeah, of course. Um, so if you want to get in touch with me personally, go to Stogs, S-T-O-G-H-Z, on various social media. You can also go to cheesemint.com, see all the things I make, various uh, um, sketch show stuff, and um, you also do films and things and short films. And there's also um, Sequelizers, my other podcast, um, and we have Sequelizers.com, and all the contacts and details are there. Wonderful stuff. And over to yourself, Hog, where can people see more of your artwork and what you're up to, dude? Yeah, um, yeah. just check out my website. Um, it's adamhogarth.com. And uh, yeah, follow me on Instagram. It's uh, at adam.hogarth. And it's kind of regularly updated with bits and pieces of my artwork and stuff like that. Uh, it also, my skateboards, um, my little skateboard company's got a little Instagram page at the moment. Uh, and that's um, at dark underscore arts underscore skateboards wonderful stuff and please go and check them out i'm definitely getting a pre-ordering for one of those decks not too much about it um All on right. twitter damn right man uh on twitter at grapple arcade our pin tweet at the moment we're doing a, a competition with our friends at uh, figpopshop.co.uk who sell a wide range of wrestling figures and wrestling memorabilia we're giving away a really rare and hard to get hold of first wave series of um, Legends of Lucha Libre action figures from Boss Fight Studios and Master Republic. Um, these have been highly touted for a long time, and dare I say, it's a very pricey wave of action figures as well. So, a massive, huge shout out to Fig Pop Shop for putting those forward for a competition. You can find the details of how to enter that on our pinned tweet at Grapple Arcade. Also, check out our other podcasts and information about what we do at uh, bbg wrestling and obviously on the website at bbgwrestling.com thanks for listening everybody and we'll catch up with you in a week's time all the best see you later Matane.